Hey everyone, Jake here. Before we get started with the show, I'd like to just warn you that there are spoilers for this movie because it is brand new. So if you have not seen Palm Springs, you can log into Hulu and you can probably check it out for free. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Then he had a... Come on! Let's get nuts! The only thing about a shark, he's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes, like a doll's eye. That's it. I've had it with this dump! We've got no food, we've got no jobs, our pets' heads are falling off! I'll start. My name is Ron. I like to party. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Welcome to the Have You Seen This Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Spencer, here with my good friend and co-host, Ethan Wilson. Hello. And this is a show where we alternate weeks suggesting a movie that the other hasn't seen, watching it, and then discussing it. The movie we're discussing this week is Palm Springs... Just the major synopsis of this movie. It's a romantic comedy that follows two people who meet at a wedding. Hit it off pretty well. And then there's shenanigans uh, dealing with a time loop. Let me just start off. Uh, what did you think of the movie, Ethan? Just a general first you know, thought. I didn't know anything about it. I know... I think Jacob had seen it. Our, uh, our friend Jacob Newton. He had talked about it. And you had talked about mm-hmm. it. And both of y'all had recommended it to us, and I didn't have Hulu, so I just never watched it. I was not expecting it to be a time loop movie. I didn't really have any expectations going in, but uh-huh. guessing that it would have been a, it was going to be a time loop movie would have been far down my list. I would have guessed with Andy Samberg, obviously a comedy. Yeah. I don't know of anything he's done that's been, like, drama or, or anything. I know there's, he's dipped into, like, goofy action stuff mm-hmm. and, and stuff, but uh, I never would have guessed it was a time-loop romantic comedy. That wouldn't have been my guess. Yeah, it was actually very similar with me, even though I've had Hulu for a while. I had no idea about what this movie was. I hadn't seen a preview. All I had heard, I was listening to another podcast... And they're like, oh, if you like Groundhog's Day, you'll love Palm Springs. Go check it out. I watched it that day. I had no idea anything about it. So I just, but I loved it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I've seen it three times, I think. Not counting this time or counting this time? Counting this time. So I've seen it twice before, okay. but I, I really enjoyed it. So that was, I guess that's our story with the movie. There's not really much to go into about that because it's fairly new. It's not like I've we've heard about it for years because it's brand new and stuff so i've seen it a billion times yeah um so should we just get into the fun facts now sure do you have any i've got a few i don't know if we're gonna i couldn't find much we might step on each other's toes yeah there's a good chance we're gonna overlap uh i'll say one and then you'll say one and then i'll say one again Okay. okay so the first one that i have says it holds the record for the biggest sale of a film at the sundance film festival yep at $17,500,000. $17,500,000. I guess I can read it. It's 69 cents, beating the previous record by 69 cents. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Sounder. We need a nice sounder. Nice. nice. 
so yeah, I thought that was interesting. I'm not too hip to or privy about like the awesomeness of independent film festivals and what that means when something sells real crazy. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, most of the dealings with like independent film festivals I've seen where it's been crazy is like the Blair Witch Project uh-huh. is shown or Paranormal Activity, these movies that are made on like under $500,000 and then they're bought by a studio at these things Yeah. and then they're released to theaters and go on to make millions and millions of dollars because they're like crazy groundbreaking things. Yeah. So... Uh, as far as like I don't know if it's like super awesome that it's got a record for the most expensive movie ever paid for at a Sundance or not so I thought it was cool I thought it was interesting it's it's definitely not something to kind of you know brush away Um, because Sundance is probably one of the biggest independent film festivals that I'm that I generally hear about and stuff Um, but yeah selling it as like the highest bought movie definitely something that they'll just be like yeah we got it that's something that they can just put on their resume forever pretty much and yeah, then and, uh, you know good for andy sandberg and what was her name chris kristen milioti kristen milioti good for them yeah you know? i really like andy sandberg i liked all of his snl stuff and hot rods a great yeah. movie it's in our intro yeah so, it definitely yeah it is um and, then, and he's been in like like even pop star was funny yep and he's got that uh, I've never watched it, but Brooklyn oh, Nine-Nine is like a super huge it's, sitcom. It's so good. So it's always cool to see guys like that you like um, be successful, uh-huh. obviously. Um, I have never really heard of Christian Milioti before. I looked at her IMDb post-watching the movie. Uh, she had been in some stuff that I'd heard of, but never watched. Yeah, I had first seen her in How I Met Your Mother's um, final season. Where she yeah. plays the mother. I'm not. Who cares about spoilers? This show's been over for six years, so get over yeah, it, everybody. Yeah, and, and yeah, and I I saw her listing. I'm, as you know, not a big fan of that show. That's all right. <laughs> to each their own. All right, and for the second fun fact, uh, Palm Springs broke the record for the most viewed Hulu release on its first weekend. Oh, which crazy. isn't the biggest surprise because there was not really a box office release like it. They just released it exclusively on streaming. Like there, it showed in a few theaters. Like I'm looking at the numbers right now. Like it, it only got a box office amount of four hundred thirty nine thousand four hundred twenty seven dollars. So like they okay. didn't get a lot at the box office because it was in the middle of the pandemic, pretty much. So you didn't. Yeah. See also, much. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you any uh, Hulu exclusive other than this. Yeah. I, I've, you know they're mostly known for you know you can go TV on there shows. and watch whatever weekly TV show you like. Yeah. So I know they're dipping into the exclusive movie game, and they have pretty they have a pretty good movie um, like library mm-hmm. on there. I was looking at it yesterday. I watched this movie, and then I saw Booksmart was on there. Oh, I've yeah. seen that before, and I really liked that movie, so I watched it again last night. And there are some other things on there that I probably going to end up watching and then obviously they got tv like you know i, I watched dave that fx show oh yeah Lil dicky yeah and stuff on on hulu but as far as like hulu exclusives with movies i mean it doesn't surprise me at all that this is the highest or the most was the most streamed because i mean it's like there's nothing else on there mm-hmm. uh and then it's also a great movie yeah. obviously i really liked it so um 
My other second fun fact was the that uh, Palm Springs writer Andy Ciara, yeah. I guess, Ciara, said that, or confirmed that Andy Samberg's character Niles was trapped in a time loop for the time loop for over forty years. Yeah, that's crazy. Which, so how? I mean, yeah, it, yeah, that's nuts. So when they went back, that's a thing that we could talk about earlier. Did they go back at the time that they went in, or is this? Did they go? Did they come back at the time that you know whatever the present day was of yeah. their time of their time? Because then you know, if everyone that he went to school with or knows is forty years older and he's disappeared, and all of a sudden he shows back up, and he's still in his thirties or forties, yeah. you know, when everyone else is you know in their eighties. I was thinking about that stuff. Yeah, we and we can talk about that more later because I I kind of address some of that or some of the other little things later, just some of the theories that they have about other people in it. Um, okay. And for the last fun fact that I could really find that was actually interesting is that they filmed multiple endings, screened a whole bunch, and used this the one that's obviously in it. Yeah, I saw that Andy Samberg had mentioned that. I was kind of scouring IMDb and Reddit. Yeah. To find stuff yesterday to try to find stuff. I also saw that in the 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 torture scene with J.K. Simmons and Andy Samberg, uh-huh. uh, that J.K. Simmons is dressed up as Fletcher from Whiplash yeah. in one of the scenes, Yeah, which is funny. Yeah. I like that movie. So that's all I had. I mean, I, like I said, I couldn't find much. It's such a new movie. Yeah. It's not, not a whole lot on it. And then I guess I, we can go straight down to kind of, you know start working through the favorite parts like and lines. And we can kind of start, you know, talking through these and then kind of using them to kind of talk about things we thought about the film or questions we had. Because, I mean, I had a lot on, on the great parts. Okay. And uh, So for, I have a, uh, for, I guess we can do parts first. Yeah. The Let's Waste ta- Some Time montage. Yes. It was just classic romantic comedy. Oh, yeah. It was really good. That's really good. I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah the the dancing in the bar they're like the yeah the the pre i can't even think of um pre-choreographed dance that they did yeah that was, that was always funny and then him going back and uh talking about all the people that he had gotten with at the yeah in that general area yeah and the just all that that was funny the the bar lady is darla break she's in breaking bad yeah She's the she smashes her boyfriend. Oh yeah, with the, with ATM. the ATM. Yeah. yeah, she's in Breaking Bad. Took me forever to, I recognized her. Took me forever to figure out who that was. But yeah, I really like the less wait some time montage. It's just you know. Yeah. I a big fan of montages, whether it be like an '80s movie yeah. or Rocky. Rocky's great at yeah. montages. Classic. Rambo's got stupid montages in it. Uh, a movie with a funny montage or. Or whether it's intended to be funny, a lot of those '80s action movies, those montages are intention are unintentionally funny. Andy Samberg loves montages because he mm-hmm. had one in Hot Rod. Yeah, where they had like a different yeah, style have, one. Yeah, they have the the montage of everyone coming together at the end of the big song. Yeah, and then also <laughs> uh, the the saving Frank doing all the stunts montage. Yeah, where he gets hit by the van and blown <laughs> up out of the tower and stuff. Um, so one of my mm-hmm. favorite scenes especially early was um in the first wedding that you see where you know it's after niles gives the big speech seemingly off the cuff and you're just like wow he's got this yeah. and um 
and at that point he's kind of dropped subtle hints that he knows exactly what he's doing or you know he's done it before but he has done the dance he's been through that dance so much that he knows exactly what everybody's gonna do he sits a chair down for the guy that's gonna fall over and he just squeezes right in between a couple and he gets you know slapped a bit by the other guy who's like got his eyes closed just grooving it's just it's just hilarious to watch that yeah so so at that part i was pretty confused about what this movie was uh-huh and I really thought it was going to end up being like he's the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Like, that's the way I was kind of feeling that he's like death and she is either seeing him do stuff or she's on the precipice of dying or whatever. And he's just kind of about like an angel of, of doom. Especially when he said when he's trying to show her the cave and he's just like, I am the Antichrist. Nah, yeah, just once, kidding. I mean, once. Yeah. Once he did that, I was like, OK, so he's not. <laughs> Even when he before he said he was kidding, I'm like, so he's he's they're obviously not just gonna outright you know say it like that. Yeah, uh, they're usually movies like that like to be more subver- subversive with yeah. that type of thing. But yeah, that whole it just gave me uh, the vibe of uh, what is it the the wedding scene in Click I think. Yeah, when when Adam Sandler is watching what's that guy's name. The cowbell guy stabbed me in the face with a soldering iron. Talk to my friend that way. I don't know what his name is. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, he's the guy that gives the remote to uh, Adam Sandler. Oh, Christopher Walken. Yeah, 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 yeah. Christopher Walken. He's just kind of doodling and dancing around the 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 wedding in the background when Adam Sandler's having a heart attack. Yeah. That rem- it reminded me of that. Uh huh. Oh, that's actually a really mm-hmm. good point. Cause, cause, since I didn't see the, anything about it, I didn't know it was a, a time loop movie. And I mean, so someone mentioned it, but I didn't know that he was already in the time loop at that time. I was just like, yeah. I was kind of starting to piece it together, and I was just like, how does he know all this? All these dances. I'm like, oh, he must have been in the time loop already. And it, it took me a while to kind of guess that because I just didn't. I thought he gets stuck in a time loop, you know. Ten minutes into the movie, I don't know. I didn't realize that he was yeah, already like in she it. like she did yeah exactly no having him already be in the time loop was cool because like he's already given up mm-hmm. and he and he even mentions that he's like you just gotta kind of roll with it and be okay with your existence yeah he knows that he's stuck and he can't get out so that's interesting i know with like groundhog day he's not in the time time loop initially if i'm remembering correctly i haven't seen that movie in years yeah and then he's trying to figure out, you know, you see him get stuck in it and yeah. then come out of it. It's interesting to have someone already in it. And I know there's a slasher movie that came out a few years ago called uh, Happy Death Day yeah. or something like that. That's a time loop movie where she dies and every time she dies, she wakes back up yeah. at the beginning of the day. And I, I haven't watched it. I don't know if she's if she's not in it at the beginning or if she or if you or she wakes up like Andy Samberg did. And, yeah. She's already in it. She doesn't realize it yet. Yeah, I have. I don't. I haven't seen the movie either. But I after I told people about Palm Springs, they're like, "You need to watch this movie. It's actually more funny than it is like a scary slasher because apparently there's like a montage of her killing herself over and over again. Yeah. So that might just be something to check out. I'm just like, you know, I've heard I've heard good things about yeah. the first one. I know there's they're either in the process of making the second one or there is a second. Yeah, one. I heard it came out and they use time travel and time loops. I was just like, yeah, both. I don't know. That's the, oh my that's gosh. I need to I need to watch it out or not watch it. I need to check it out. Um, I've heard you know fine things about it. 
And uh, okay, go for another right. good part or a favorite part for okay. a good line. Uh, the scene on the highway where Andy Samberg is tased and she's just she crushes J.K. Simmons yeah. as the police officer, uh-huh. and then is just taunting the motorcycle yeah. cop. And then Andy Samberg is tased, and he turns around, and he's got blood coming out yeah. of his eyes. That part had me laughing. It's very good. Andy Samberg's got a good way of uh, like what is it? Physical comedy. Yep. He does it in Hot Rod. Yep. And he does it in. Uh, I mean, he does it in everything. Know, the Lonely Island with, like, the Jizz in Your Pants song. Oh, yeah. And and things like that. He's very good at physical comedy, so whenever he gets to do that stuff, it always, I mean, it always makes me laugh. Yeah. He's got a lot of that in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, there's that scene where they're all, I mean, it's everyone's seen it. It's been all over the internet where they're got the lineup. And he's with that lady. And he sings, and I want like, it that way. <laughs> yeah, he's like, how, how, do you remember what he sounds? She's like, no, but he was singing, I want it that way by the Backstreet Boys in the bathroom. Yeah. And he's like, so, prisoner number one. But when he start, when he start, when they start singing, he sings the tell me why yeah. part back at them. And it's just like he's uh, part of the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. He just can turn himself into that. He's just got that easily. comedic he's timing funny. down. It's, I love mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, that's another great part. And especially with the reveal at that section, um, when they were arguing, cause she would, cause then that's when she gets resigned to like, this is so pointless. What's the point of any of it? And then he's like, then he accidentally says like, you're like this all the time. Or it's like, and then he accidentally lets it slip that, you know, he's been with her probably thousands of times. Yeah. And, you know, and he lied about it. Yeah. And that was that was a, a very deep moment in that in the film. Oh yeah, that's the uh, what is it? Right before the the climax, there's a an event that happens. It's in all the, like it's just part of that yeah. romantic comedy. Yeah, formula. there's got to be a breakdown where it seems yeah, like where they go separate ways. Yeah. and you know you're at well, this movie's about over. Yeah, type of a part of the movie. Uh-huh. So, do you have another favorite part? Oh, I had a lot. I mean, okay, I love okay. this movie, and um. We'll talk about Nana a little bit later on. Uh, Sarah, Chris Emiliotti's character, her grandma. Yeah, because that's the only other one that I have. Okay. Favorite part. Actually, we can talk about that right now, and then we'll get to the rest of mine later on. So, go, you go. So, she's in the time loop. Yes, yeah, there's something. She's stuck in it. She has to be, because... Yeah. Um, she, overheard, she overhears the conversation with J.K. Simmons' answering machine that, her, that Sarah's having. Yeah. At the end, and yeah. then she comes up and says, "Well, it looks like you're about to leave." Yeah. So not only has she, she's stuck in it. She's she wants to stay there, yeah. probably because she's older. Yeah. And she, you know, she know. I guess she's figured out the the how to get out of it. Yeah. Because she said, "Well, it looks like you're about to leave." So obviously, she knows that the C4 yeah. thing's going to work. Exactly. And um, and she even says earlier, and that I mean, well, there was an interaction where. Niles and Sarah are talking and Nana approaches them because she's like, oh, that was the best speech I've ever heard. And like, and I've been in a lot of, and then he's like, you might be surprised. And so at that point I was just like, I did just a little bit of number crunching. I'm like, he's been, so if he had gone to the wedding every day, he would have gone to at least 14,600. Cause that's how many days are in 40 years. I mean, he, but I, I just said he probably went into the wedding at least 10,000 times. 
because there's no way I would have gone to that every single day because there was he he talks about getting stuck on Equatorial Guinea. Yeah, he so does, and that does took him math. a so I would assume <laughs> he did a bunch of stuff like that for years worth of time in the time loop. He's like I I did a bunch of crystal in yeah. Equatorial New Guinea. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it's just a lot a lot of the stuff and you know and I was just like gosh I couldn't imagine doing that you know for ten thousand days or you know. And then, especially yeah, and with, with Nana, probably was there for even more. And if you fall asleep, you just restart. So it's not like you could, you know, there's a specific distance that you could go. Yeah. Like, if it's a, t- like, 48-hour trip somewhere, yeah. you're not going to be able to make it because you're going to fall asleep at some point. Yeah. Start over at the beginning. And that, so it's not like something cool where you could be like, oh, today I'm going to go check out Moscow, Russia. Yeah, and that was proven by, you know, Sarah driving all the way home from Palm Springs, California to Austin, Texas, which is probably like an 18 to 20 hour drive Mm -hmm. and then falling asleep like probably within an hour or two of getting back home. Yeah, it it ended up right back. Right back out in the the Mm -hmm. desert. Yeah, that's all the parts that I had. Some some lines. I like the scene with... uh... J.K. Simmons and Annie Zamberg in the backyard. Yes, that was the... Specifically, specifically the part where he says... So he doesn't know anything about Roy. Yeah. Other than, other than what he knows from Roy at the party. Yep. And then Roy, ki- uh, like, torturing... Killing him, him over him. and over again, yeah. So he thinks he's, like, this horrible person that lives alone, I guess. Yeah. That's just this monster of a person. And then he shows up at Roy's house, and it's like... A domestic suburb of California in Irvine yeah yeah Irvine and he's just completely flabbergasted by it Andy Samberg is Mm -hmm. and they're sitting in the backyard and and Andy Samberg's character says so this is your life and Roy responds not bad huh beautiful wife beautiful kids little Joey just watering dog shit shit. (laughs) that scene is so funny (laughs) And he just keeps coming back to that about his kid watering dog shit. Dog, yeah, dog crap. You know, it's that scene was very comforting. And the find your Irvine line. Yeah, everyone has an Irvine. We all have an Irvine. Even yeah, everyone even in IRL, everyone's looking for that Irvine man. Yeah, it's very insightful from this torturous monster. It was a nice reconciliation because like, because it was also during the scene where. Niles is just super lost because it's been a while since Sarah was gone. And then it was obviously been a while since Roy had even come to kill him. Cause that was, yeah. Cause so that's something that I was wondering if it was like, it's not very specific whether it's like a few days or, or months, if this is months or years. Cause he says that his, his, you know, ability to track time is deteriorating. Yes. He doesn't know how long things are yeah. anymore because everything is just like November 9th or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah, it's permanently November 9th for all of them, for, for those, for all of them and stuff. And, um, and then he said he had a change of heart because of when he just bled, like he was slowly dying in the hospital and he's just like, I'm so, was like, I didn't realize what I was putting you through. Yeah. And just like, dang. She crunched his legs. Yeah. With that car. Yeah. And then at the very end, when they're walking to the cave with the bomb and, that little exchange that they had, it, it made me laugh where he, he says, so where do you want to go on a first date? And she says, your mom's house. Yeah. And he said, this was a mistake. And she said, your mom's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. That's just, 
I enjoy your mom jokes. Yeah, they're the best. They're juvenile and stale oh, and old. Uh, they make me laugh still, so that part, that was a good way for me. That's all the stuff that I had for yeah. favorite parts in line. So if you want to run through some more of the ones that you have, we can talk about them. On that specific scene, when she's just like, that was a grammatical nightmare. Like, she was just keeping yeah. track of, like, semi like, his long run-on sentence. Yeah, and he was like, I was hoping that wouldn't take away from the message. And then he's like, whatever he said. and then she's like, you know, an emphatic period is an exclamation mark. He's like, yeah, I just didn't want to come off as desperate. And it's like, yeah. but everything he's saying is coming off as like kind of not or a little bit, you know, desperate and trying I mean, to get her back. Desperate. She's going to yeah. leave. And he doesn't want her to. Yeah. And it's part of the whole, the whole tension of the scene. Yeah. She's about to leave and he doesn't want to live without her. And yeah. Sad trombone. But it was a, it was a nice little, you know, he would rather die with her than live alone without her or something like that. I'm like, that's a sweet sentiment. That's really nice. Yeah, it made me want to throw up in my mouth a little bit, Jake. I threw up in my mouth over and over, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's a sweet little sentiment from somebody who was who had spent 40 years in this time. Who's a nihilist. And has He's just a nihilist. Nihilist. Because yeah. of his name. Um, you know, he had resigned to being, you know, stuck in this, and he had, you know, finally found something that kind of challenged him to grow for the first time in 40 years. So it was just, you know, it was a big moment for as far yeah. as, you know, character development. These days, change scares people. Yeah. They'd rather just stay in their bad habits. Yeah. And that's what he was, and that's why he didn't want her to leave. He was just like, let's just stay here together. But she didn't want to keep waking up in the, well, spoiler alert, in, what is his name? Abe's room. Oh, another fun fact that I just remembered. Speaking of Abe, so the actor who plays Abe, Tyler Hochlin, Hochlin, and then Camilla Mendez, who plays Tala, the the wife, they're both from CW shows. She okay. she's on um, Riverdale and he's on Supergirl. He plays Superman in the CW uh, TV universe. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Arrowverse, if you will. Yeah, basically. That was just a little thing I forgot even to write arrows, down. Even though Arrow's dead. Air, Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I had a few others. Like, I like that when they talk about Roy and his first night parting with Roy, it was when Niles was still new to the time loop because it was before he'd given up because he's still wearing his wedding suit. Mm-hmm. So it's when he's still trying to figure out what is going on and stuff. And because uh, he's sitting there like, harassing the bartender about weird universal theories and it's just like just you know i can't remember exactly what he says but it's just like stuff that's just nonsense and then leads to the you know the drug the drug night with roy and getting roy stuck in it <laughs> yeah the uh i i don't know what kind of they didn't write really specific because they said he said he's got some candy got yeah. some or something like that i think that. it's cocaine and then he walks up and, and steals it out of his pocket. But then when they go do it, their nostrils are, like, red and blue. Yeah, I don't... I don't which know. makes me think it's, like, pills or something. I'm not exactly sure because I up. know in the scene where um, Niles is... He can't find Sarah. He's just hanging out with all the groomsmen and the and the guy who steal, he steals the cocaine from. You know, they're doing, lo- they're doing a couple lines in the bedroom before the wedding. And then he, you know, rolls over and smells the pillow and realizes that you know sarah slept with abe the night before the wedding you know because they they you know the the groom does a line off of the table so he he's got some stuff in there 
Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it was kind of unclear. I guess it doesn't really matter. The point is that they're doing drugs. Yeah. That's all they really need to... Yeah, uh, they're doing a lot. Get across. It's not like it's a drug movie. Yeah. He definitely took too much. Couldn't stop Roy from getting himself stuck. Yeah, I think that... That uh, saw, that scene implied that Andy Samberg's character like overdosed or something. Yeah, something like he that. Fell over and it looked like he was dying. Yeah. When he was trying to stop Roy. Yeah. And he obviously couldn't. So I wrote down hilarious death when they hijack the small airplane and crash it. <laughs> yeah, that thing comes out of the the dash and he says like, yeah. uh, "That's not good" or something <laughs> like that, and it's just straight to the to the to the ground. And, I'm surprised he never did that. Like when she when she saw the jet plane, and then they go out to steal it. It's like he's he says like the line, "This is awesome" or something. Yeah. Like, you'd think that something like that would have popped up in his mind in forty years. Like, yeah. I'm gonna go fly a little prop plane. Yeah. Or I'm gonna go, you know, drive to the coast and steal a barge or something. And and that's actually a funny thing, like. What what kind of crazy new life skills are they going to come out of this time loop with? Like, she's obviously an expert in quantum physics quantum now. Quantum physics, yeah. She can, she she can go work for the, you know, the anybody, anybody the and make you know a, government a million dollars. I don't know how much they make. I don't know, but they can make she can make a ton of money just writing theses and stuff. And then she's going to be a high school quantum physics teacher yeah. and turn to a. Then get lung cancer and turn to a life of making meth. Yep, there it is. That's that's the connection. Uh, let's huh. see. I wrote down another one. Oh uh, yeah, he can't remember his his life before the time loop. Like he just he legitimately just can't remember what he did. Although he does remember that he has a dog that he left with his neighbor. Yeah, but then again, that's also you might that's not also forget that when they're back in. And you know that's something that a question that I have or had kind of it's not super wasn't like a super burning question in uh-huh. my brain but when they get back do they remember stuff i would assume so because so they obviously remembered each other they yeah. remembered that he likes to go to that private residence and just hang out in the pool yeah and um but as far as like that i think my guess is that they do come out just like the next day or i mean they don't show it it's just a theory that i have it's just you know they just they just get spit out like at that same moment, but there's no more time loop or something. Yeah, because like similarly, like uh, like the movie, the first movie, first Jumanji movie. Yeah. You know, it's like that's a big time loop movie. Yeah. When they the game is complete, the Robin Williams and uh, the lady uh, female character in that yeah. movie, their lives reset back to where the two kids aren't even around anymore. Yeah. And then you know the they obviously remember the kids when it gets to be their that age. Yeah. But the kids weren't born and never had met them before, so they had no idea who they were. Yeah. So I was just wondering how, like, the the, the realm of remembering your past life when you got back. Yeah, that's definitely what, interesting. I was just curious about the, you know, the, the, the aspect of that. Yeah, that would, that would be, that's an interesting thing that they, you know, they could potentially address. I mean, they're, Nobody's really talking about a sequel, but people are like, these are ideas they can have for a sequel. It's just like... And also leaving ambiguity and stuff yeah. like that. Because like the only problem that I have here is uh, in, a, in a few minutes, 
is just it's easier to leave it's better to leave some ambiguity than rather than explaining everything like your your audience is stupid yeah because there's a lot of movies that you know they spell everything out for you uh-huh. it's not very respectful to the audience yeah they, they think it's just treating them like they're dumb yeah so let's see i had uh, uh let's see i wrote down the reconciliation with roy love that scene oh also the shirt that Roy is wearing at, in his backyard, I have that. <laughs> oh, really? That little blue short sleeve button-up, I have that shirt. It's just also, hanging in my closet. Funny, funny thing about Roy's, when they when they show Roy at the first, uh, like I said, I went into this movie blind. I, didn't yeah. know, I, knew, I knew Andy Samberg was in it, and uh-huh. that's it. Uh, he gets shot in the back with the arrow, and then... Roy yells something at him, and I was like, "Is that J.K. Simmons?" Yeah, I was not expecting J.K. Simmons to be in the movie, but I just thought it was—he's like he's all in camo and blacked out. Yeah, in that scene, and I'm like, "That's a, that's that's J.K. Simmons, just you know, J. Jonah Jameson himself." Oh yeah, the man. Uh, let's see. I wrote down montage of Sarah learning quantum physics. Just cool to see. You know, doesn't say how long it took. And then there's that last Sputz. I'm your son. <laughs> yeah, him pretending to be that guy's oh, son was funny. I love that. Um, I wrote down. I guess they come back November 10th when they're just in the pool and the family's there. Like, what the f are you doing in our pool? Yeah, um, he says. I guess they come back November 10th. Um, I also really like the mid-credit scene where Roy sees that Niles doesn't yeah. recognize him. I was about, you know, I was about to be livid at you and at this movie and everything about Palm Springs if they didn't I was like well why don't they go get why don't they hold off blowing themselves up for an hour you know or a day and go get Roy explain to him what's going on and then blow themselves up so they're just gonna they're just gonna leave without him that's such a dick movie yeah so that actually so the first time I saw this movie I did not know there was a mid credit scene and I was legit just disappointed for two days. And then I saw online that there was a mid credit scene. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to watch the whole movie again. And then I'll watch it. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I was, I was about to be livid. Even if you hadn't uh, told me to hang around for the credits, I probably would have because Marvel has ingrained it into my brain yeah i there's supposed to be a stinger after every movie scene, i just after didn't every think of that credits. so i watch uh any movie that comes out nowadays uh even in the theater before i leave i go on google and type in so-and-so movie is there a post-credit scene and there's yeah. a website that pops up that says yes or no oh that's so that's handy i'm gonna look that it doesn't up. say it doesn't say anything about the post-credit scene it just says yes or no and yeah because, you know, especially in the movie theater and some of these gigantic cinematic events that are Star Wars and the MCU and DC and stuff, these movies are like two and a half, three hours long. You know, you go in there, you got a little drink, got a little drink, and you've been sipping on that drink for three hours not moving. By the time those post-credit scenes, man, you're you're having to make a blitz for the B-room. Oh, yeah. And, and if there's not a post-credit scene... You don't need to be hanging out. So yes. that, that website makes it very easy, especially in movies that... It's mostly movies that aren't Marvel. If it's Marvel or in DC oh, or a superhero movie... I'll stay I'm for stay, sure. I'm staying. Uh, so, but, yeah, I... Uh, 
I would have watched the credits anyways. Yeah. I, I just didn't think to, because I'm just like, it's not a Marvel movie. It's not a superhero movie. There's not going to be a post, post-credit or mid-credit scene. So, And speak, and since I'm going to use that that whole thing to, tra- to move into the next segment, of what didn't you like about this movie? There wasn't a whole lot. Like I said, it was a very, what did I write down? I said it was a clever, funny, um, uh, emotional movie that had a lot of elements in it that I enjoy. Uh-huh. So I didn't have a whole lot that I didn't like. I wish they would have just explained a little bit more about the the tom- the the cave. cave. Yeah, I wish they did that too. Like, that would have been nice. If it was like, a, you know, they could have. I mean, easily, fifteen seconds of that the first of the movie. This asteroid crashes in the desert of Palm Springs. Or yeah, the glowing thing is there, or something, just to be like, oh, okay, so it's like this, you know, this this radioactive field of energy or something mm-hmm. from outer space that crashed in the earth. Yeah. Because all they did was really that earthquake and the ground split. And it looked like, I thought I was like, was this going to be a disaster movie? Yeah. So I was, I was, would have been interested in just, a, it didn't have to be something crazy. Uh-huh. And just a quick scene of, of how that is and, and, or how it came to be more than anything. I'm also kind of curious just about why why wouldn't they use a different explosive to close the cave? Because somebody else could easily just find it and get stuck in a time loop themselves. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I wonder, I mean, she set off C4 in there before, too, so it's not yeah. like the C4 that, that they were setting off had a had like a concussion yeah. because of explosion or anything. So, yeah, I mean, they could have. I think at that point they were probably just trying to get out. Yeah. And and if she would have set off the bomb afterwards to close off the cave, then J.K. Simmons couldn't have got out. Oh god, good point. Yeah. Well, yep. Yeah, smart. I'm stupid. I just I would have just made myself even more upset because <laughs> like <laughs> he sh- he shows up there and the caves just collapse. Yeah, he's been like. But yeah, so that but that whole thing like where. I didn't know I didn't know that Roy had met him at, or seen him at the wedding and he didn't recognize him. So that was the only thing at first I didn't like and everything else I generally like it, but I definitely wish they would have explained it a little bit more about that. But but I but I like the fact that they left some stuff out just for conversations like this to exist. I mean, you you'd recommend this to somebody? Yeah, I said it's a it's a quick fun movie that's not overcomplicated. Yeah. It's got all your fun rom-com uh, tropes, you know, packaged with a sci-fi time travel multiverse yep. kind of movie, which is kind of a cool idea. So um, yeah, I would recommend it if someone hasn't seen it. Yeah, and if they like movies and, like this, and it's perfect. Yeah, if they like Andy Samberg, and or if they're a fan of, I, don't, I keep spacing her name, Kristen Milioti. Yeah, was her. That's it. Name. If they're a fan of those people or J.K. Simmons, you know, any of these people that are in this movie. Yeah. If they like movies about California, even though it's not really about California, yeah, it's just, just like the, it's if you like looking at the desert. Yeah, if you like looking at the desert area of California, then you, it's perfect for you. I mean, it, it's very rewatchable, in my opinion. I mean, I've seen it three times, mm-hmm. but I, I wrote down it's very rewatchable within reason. But if someone loves the movie, they will watch it once a week. Then that's on. That's up to them. That's cool. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, it is. I guess it is a rewatchable movie. It's not probably a movie I would rewatch very often. Mm-hmm. 
like I said here, if, if it was on a TV in a room that I'm in in the future, I would not like make a big deal about this movie. Yeah. I've seen it before. It's a lame movie or yeah. like, I don't want to watch this again thing. I mean, I'd watch it, but like just seeking it out and watching it, I probably wouldn't. But that's just because, you know, I'm I'm pretty much a one and done guy. Yeah. On on the rom coms. Yeah. Uh, seen the notebook a few times. I haven't even like seen a, that one. You just gotta feel you just gotta feel some feel some stuff. Yeah, you seem to feel some feelings like sometimes. The times like these you have to you have to get the heartstrings tugged on a little bit. Even though I haven't watched the notebook since quarantine happened. That's another thing. I saw a lot of people say it's a good quarantine movie because number one, it's a party, tons of people around. Yeah. There's dancing and drinking and drugs and stuff. That's your thing. Yeah. Uh, it's outside. There's uh, you know this beautiful scenery, in sunny California. Yep. Yeah. I saw it's uh, the people going to a restaurant and eating. Which going is something we don't get to do at much. Going to a restaurant or going to a bar and shooting some pool or, or throwing darts. Which the other thing I was I didn't think of this. Andy Samberg being super good at darts yeah. makes more sense. Pinpoint accuracy. I was going to write that down, but I'm like, eh, I got too much already. <laughs> He's like Hawkeye of yeah. darts, man. He's just right down the middle, except for when she asks him about Roy. And, and throws him off. Missed. Yeah. But, you know, uh, all these things that we haven't been able to do since January, February, when I started kind of coming down the pipe that all this stuff is going to be happening. And then... And it's, not safe to be in crowds. I was uh, watching an interview about them, about the cast talking about why it's a good quarantine movies because, you know, when we're in quarantine, you know, when I was in quarantine, I woke up, did the same thing every single day, you know, woke up, ate, played video games, ate, went back to sleep. That's all I did for my two-week quarantine when I came back from Norway. And that's basically what the movie is about. They wake up, they do the same or same-ish things every day and then wake up and do the same thing again. And it's just, yeah. you know, it's a little bit There's, relatable in that aspect. Just on the pod. Yeah. Subtly dropping that um, you're a world traveler. You got to go to Norway. Oh, God. You're still... <laughs> world traveler is my first time leaving the country and I'm 32. <laughs> haven't even been to Mexico or Canada. Amen. Anyways, um, I do want to mention that this movie has gotten just crazy good reviews. Like, it got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Based mm-hmm. on 180 reviews, that's pretty good. Average. Gotta look at that IMD. You gotta look at that IMDb score. Let's see what it's got. Yeah. I can do that live, live on the pod. Yeah. And looking it, up. While you're looking it up, I'll say they got an 83 out of 100 on Metacritic. I gotta scroll past all these Marvel movies that yeah. I was looking up today to make a point with Matthew. Let's yeah. see. <laughs> Seven point oh out of ten out of 351 thousand three hundred and nineteen ratings wow no no wrong movie hold on no sorry (laughs) where's it at clicked on the wrong one 7.4 so better but out of fifty thousand. that's still really good pretty good that's everybody and that's that's ten thousand more people than my hometown have seen this movie and rated it highly because i live in a town of like 45 40 to forty-five thousand tops and it's just like anyways I mean, yeah. really universal acclaim. So universal. If aliens and on planet X, if are anybody's raving about Palm Springs, if anybody's for some reason is listening to this and hasn't seen it, go see it. Also, because we've already spoiled it for you. 
So uh, as far as casting any people, I said no. I think I liked everybody in the movie. Yeah, I there wasn't any like, and I couldn't find any like casting what ifs yeah, or anything. Well, because uh, I think they wanted Andy Samberg. They approached him. He didn't audition for it. Uh, they 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 made this movie with him in mind, and and he like I I was watching an interview, and he's like, "There's not a lot of people who approach me with scripts that I like." So he was on board at the beginning. Yeah, I can't imagine the the crap he get pitched to him. Yeah, you get kind of pigeonholed in those comedy roles. Yeah, especially some of them are probably just like not they don't hold up or. He said, like, the script legit made him laugh, and he said that doesn't happen very often for when people, like, approach him. Yeah, this also had a Lonely Island Productions header at the first. Yeah. The so, yeah, so, that he's in it. Yeah, all those guys are, well, they, um, I think after the, after Andy signed on for it, the Lonely Island started helped produce it and stuff, so... Why, why not? Why not get your friends yeah. to help you out? I think that's like uh, with Hot Rod. It was it was written for Will Ferrell yeah. to play the character of Rod, and then and then Will Ferrell turned it down, and then Lauren asked them to do it. Yeah, and then they took the script and redid it. Yeah, to kind of cater it more towards them, and it worked so well. Yeah, and those dudes are so funny. Yeah, everything that I need to watch that. Uh, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire thing that they have on Netflix. It's like a musical soap opera about Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire when they played for the Oakland Athletics. Uh-huh. Oh! I watched that. I had... Oh, so when you were talking about the... When they were trying to figure out how to get out, and uh, I had a thought, and I forgot to say it earlier, because, you know, on Groundhog's Day, he basically was, you know, kind of an asshole, and he kind of had to do like a, you know... a clean his karmic slate in order to get out you know that's yeah. basically how he got out in Groundhog's Day and that was like her theory like her first theory and doesn't work for her and it's mm-hmm. just funny that they they thought of that and it's possible he thought of that too at one point maybe and it's just it's just funny and I just thought that you know I would mention that yeah I think I think the way he encouraged her to go ahead and try it meant that he yeah. probably had already tried it and then he just gave up yeah so, yeah, I mean, that's all I got, Jake. Yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, let's see. I don't... Today, tomorrow, yesterday, it's all the same. That was, like, one of the first lines he says. Yeah, dude, it's true. True. It is a true thing. Yeah, I right, mean... Especially right now, man. I mean, like, I've been, you know, off work for months. Yeah. You know, there's not a whole lot of stuff to do. Even so. even for me, and I, I go to work a couple days a week, and it's pretty much the same. Wake up, do a little bit of bookkeeping, come home, play games until something happens. You know, hopefully, you know, I get an audition here and there, but nothing really, nothing really to do until things get better. So a big actor, big actor man, <laughs> big actor man, yeah. You know. So, as always, thank you for listening to the Have You Seen This podcast. Uh, if you would like to, please leave us a rate us on iTunes and leave us a review, preferably five stars. But if not, if you don't like us, you think this is horrible or boring, that's okay you know, too. Tell us that. I like to, you know, constructive criticism. What we could do better? If you think we could do better, hopefully it's five stars and pleasant. Uh, 
still no social media still really logging on that I'm yeah just, we just, I'm see just it. having a terrible time with that yeah I keep forgetting to do it but again you can follow me on twitter at and instagram twitter and instagram at ethan tyler wilson there's no e in tyler on the tag uh and then i think i yeah so you can follow me there um i don't really tweet funny things or interesting things but you know i'm there and you can follow me on instagram and twitter at at jake spencer j-a-e-k-s-p-e-n-c-e-r i don't tweet or post funny things either mostly video game related stuff or stupid stuff i do sometimes not really that stupid anyways so as far as the program next week jake will be gone he's going to go give his brother's hand in marriage to his <laughs> i will be at my brother's wife. wedding he's uh gonna walk his brother down the aisle <laughs> and kiss him on the cheek and give the blessing <laughs> and then and then and then do the ceremony and then also dj the party <laughs> and give everyone the first hundred guests exclusive if you mention that you listen to this podcast jake spencer give you a brand new 128 gigabyte iphone 11 so <laughs> dude i swear sure to god if i get up. stuck in a time loop after this wedding i'm gonna be so pissed Make sure you show up early. <laughs> Tell them that, have you seen this podcast since you? get you that iPhone 11. So for the next for next week, we're going to have, since Jake will be gone, we're going to have special guests, Jacob Newton and Jeff Willems. We're going to be talking about the movie I Am Mother. All I know is that is dystopian. That's all Jacob said. That's good enough for me. So until then, man, have a safe week month year wear a mask don't get caught on camera screaming at someone about a mask don't get stuck just in a time loop just wear them not that big of a deal stay out of a time loop. if you want to get trapped in a time loop right now that'd be horrible yeah so until next time we'll see you later bye